Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. Timon of Athens, Act Two. And late 5,000. Tavaro and to Titus she owes 9,000, besides my former sum, which makes it five and twenty. Still in motion of raging waste, it cannot hold, it will not. If I want gold, steal but a beggar's dog and give it to Timon. Why, the dog coins gold. If I would sell my horse and buy twenty more better than she, why, give my horse to Timon. Ask nothing, give it her. It falls me straight and able horses. No porter at her gate, but rather one that smiles and still invites all that pass by. It cannot hold. No reason can found her state in safety. Caphis, ho! Here, madam. What's your pleasure? Get on your cloak and haste you to Lady Timon. Importune her for my monies. Be not ceased with slight denial, nor then silenced when... Commend me to your mistress, and the cap plays in the right hand. Thus, but tell her, my uses cry to me. I must serve my turn out of my own. Her days and times are past, and my reliances on her fractured dates have smit my credit. I love and honour her, but must not break my back to heal her finger. Immediate are my needs. And my relief must not be tossed and turned to me in words, but find supply immediate. Get you gone. Put on a most importunate aspect, a visage of demand, for I do fear, when every feather sticks in her own wing, Lady Timon will be left a naked gull, which flashes now a phoenix. Get you gone. I go, madam. <laughs> I go, madam. Take the bonds along with you, and have the dates in contempt. I will, madam. Go! No care, no stop. So senseless of expense that she will neither know how to maintain it, nor cease her flow of riot. Takes no account how things go from her nor resumes no care of what is to continue. Never mind, was it to be so unwise to be so kind? What shall be done? She will not hear, till feel. I must be round with her. Now she comes from hunting. Fie, 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 fie. Good even, Varro. What, you come for money? <laughs> it's not your business too. It is. And yours too, Titus? It is so. Would we were all discharged. I fear it. Here comes the lady. So soon as dinner's done, we'll forth again. What is your will? Uh, my lady, uh, here is a note of certain dues. Dues? Go to my steward. Please it, your ladyship. She hath put me off to the succession of new days this month. My mistress is awake by great occasion to call upon her own. And humbly praise you that with your other noble parts, your suit in giving her a right. Mine honest friend, I pray thee, but repair to me next morning. Nay, good my lady. Contain thyself, good friend. One Varro, my good lady. One Titus. 
He humbly prays your speedy payment. If you did know me, lady, my mistress's wants... T'was due on forfeiture, my lady. Six weeks am past. Your steward puts me off, my lady, and I am sent expressly to your ladyship. Give me breath. I do beseech you, keep on. I'll wait upon you instantly. Flavia, pray you, how goes the world that I am thus encountered with clamorous demands of date-broke bonds and the detention of long-since-due debts against my honor? Please you, the time is unagreeable to this business. Your importunacy cease till after dinner, that I may make her ladyship understand wherefore you are not paid. Do so, my friends. Pray, draw near. Make me marvel, where'er this time had you not fully laid my state before me, that I might so have rated my expenses I had leave of means? You would not hear me. At many leisures I propose. Go to. Perchance some single vantages you took when my indisposition put you back, and that unaptness made your minister thus to excuse yourself. Oh, my good lady, at many times I brought in my accounts, laid them before you, you would throw them off and say you found them in mine honesty, when for some trifling present you have bid me return so much I've shook my head and wept. Yea, against the authority of manners prayed you to hold your hand more close. I did endure not seldom nor no slight checks when I have prompted you in the ebb of your estate and your great flow of debts. Oh, my loved lady, though you hear now too late, yet now's the time the greatest of your having lacks a half to pay your present debts. Let all my land be sold. Tis all engaged, some forfeited and gone. And what remains will hardly stop the mouth of present dues. The future comes apace. What shall defend the interim? And at length, how goes our reckoning? To Lacedaemon did my land extend. Oh, my good lady, the world is but a word. Were it all yours to give it in a breath, how quickly were it gone? You tell me true? If you suspect my husbandry or, or falsehood, call me before the exactest auditors and set me on the proof. So the gods bless me when all our offices have been oppressed with riotous feeders, when our vaults have wept with drunken spilth of wine, when every room hath blazed with light and brayed with minstrelsy, I have retired me to a wasteful cock and set mine eyes at flow. Pray thee no more. Heavens, have I said the bounty of this lady. How many prodigal bits have slaves and peasants this night in glutted? Who is not Timon's? What heart, head, sword, force, means, but is Lady Timon's? Oh, great Timon, noble, worthy, royal Timon. When the means are gone that by this praise, the breath is gone whereof this praise is made. Feast one, fast lost, one cloud of winter showers, these flies are couched. Come, sermon me no further. No villainous bounty yet hath passed my heart. Unwisely, not ignobly, have I given. Why dost thou weep? Canst thou the conscience lack to think I shall lack friends? Secure thy heart. If I would broach the vessels of my love and try the argument of hearts by borrowing, men and men's fortunes could I frankly use as I can bid thee speak. Assurance bless your thoughts. 
And in some sort, these wants of mine are crowned, that I account them blessings, for by these shall I try friends. You shall perceive how you mistake my fortunes. I am wealthy in my friends. Within there, Flaminius, Servilia. My lady? I will dispatch you severally, you to Lady Lucia, to Lord Lucullus you. I hunted with his honour today. You to Sempronia, commend me to their loves, and, I am proud, say that my occasion have found time to use them toward a supply of money. Let the request be fifty talents. As you have said, my lady. Lady Lucia and Lucullus. <laughs> Go you to the senators, of whom, even to the state's best health, I have deserved this hearing. Bid them send o' the instant a thousand talents to me. I have been bold. For that I knew it the most general way to them to use your signet and your name. But they do shake their heads, and I am here no richer in return. Is it true? Can't be. They answer, in a joint and corporate voice, that now they are at fall. Want treasure, cannot do what they would, are sorry, you are honourable. But yet they could have wished, they know not, something hath been amiss. A noble nature may catch a wrench, would all were well, tis pity. And so, intending other serious matters after distasteful looks and these hard fractions, with certain half-caps and cold-moving nods, they froze me into silence. You gods reward them. Pray thee, look cheerly. These old senators have their ingratitude in them hereditary. Their blood is caked, tis cold, it seldom flows. "'Tis lack of kindly warmth they are not kind, "'and nature as it grows again toward earth "'is fashioned for the journey, dull and heavy. "'Go to Ventidius. "'Pray thee be not sad, thou art true and honest. "'Ingeniously I speak. "'No blame belongs to thee. "'Ventidius lately buried his father, "'by whose death he stepped into a great estate. "'When he was poor, imprisoned, and in scarcity of friends, "'I cleared him with five talents. "'Greet him from me.' Bid him suppose some good necessity touches his friend, which craves to be remembered with those five talents, that had give it these fellows to whom tis instant due. Ne'er speak or think that Timon's fortunes mong her friends can sink. I would I could not think it, that thought is bounty's foe, being free itself, I thinks all others so. Flaminius, honest Flaminius, you are very respectfully welcome, sir. And how does that honourable, complete, free-hearted gentlewoman of Athens, thy very bountiful good lady and mistress? Her health is well, sir. I'm right glad that her health is well, sir. And what hast thou there under thy cloak, pretty Flaminius? Faith, nothing but an empty box, sir, which in my lady's behalf I come to entreat your honour to supply, who, having great and instant occasion to use fifty talents hath sent to your lordship to furnish her, nothing doubting your present assistance therein. Nothing doubting, says she? Alas, good lord, a noble gentlewoman tis, if she would not keep so good a house. Many a time and often I dined with her, and told her aunt, and come again to supper to her, of purpose to have her spend less, and yet she would embrace no counsel, take no warning by my coming. Every man has his fault, and honesty is hers. I had told her aunt, but I could ne'er get her from it. Flaminius, I have noted thee always wise. Your lordship speaks your pleasure. Thy lady is a bountiful gentlewoman. Thou art wise, and thou knowest well enough 
Although that comes to me that this is no time to lend money, especially upon bare friendship without security. Here's three solidaris for thee. Good boy. Wink at me and say thou source me not. Fare thee well. Is it possible the world should so much differ and we alive that lived? Fly, damn baseness, to him that worships thee. Ha! Ah, now I see thou art a fool and fit for thy mistress. May these add to the number that may scald thee. Let molten coin be thy damnation, thou disease of a friend and not himself. Has friendship such a faint and milky heart it turns in less than two nights? Oh, you gods, I feel mistress's passion. This slave unto her honour has my lady's meat in him. Why should it thrive and turn to nutriment when he is turned to poison? Oh, may diseases only work upon't. And when he's sick to death, let not that part of nature which my lady paid for be of any power to expel sickness, but prolong this hour. Sevilla, you are kindly met. Commend me to thy honourable, virtuous lady, my very exquisite friend. May it please your honour, my lady hath sent. Ha! What has she sent? I'm so much endeared to that lady that she's ever sending. How shall I thank her, thinkest thou? And what has she sent now? Has only sent her present occasion now, my lady, requesting your ladyship to supply her instant use with so many talents. I know her ladyship is but merry with me. She cannot want fifty-five hundred talents. But in the meantime, she wants less, my lady. If her occasion were not virtuous, I should not urge it half so faithfully. Dost thou speak seriously, Sevilla? Upon my soul, tis true. What a wicked beast was I to disfurnish myself against such a good time, when I might have shown myself honourable. How unluckily it happened that I should purchase the day before for a little part and undo a great deal of honour. Sevilla, now, before the gods, I am not able to do... Martina. The more beast. I say, I was sending to use Lady Timon myself, but I would not. For the wealth of Athens, I had done it now. Commend me bountifully to her good ladyship, and I hope her honour will conceive the fairest of me, because I have no power to be kind. And tell her this from me. I count it one of my greatest afflictions, say, that I cannot pleasure such an honourable gentlewoman. Good Sevilla, will you befriend me so far as to use mine own words to her? Yes, madam, I shall. I'll look you out a good turn, Sevilla. She needs trouble me and hmm. above all others. She might have tried Lady Lucia or Lucullus, and now Ventidius is wealthy too, whom she redeemed from prison. All these owe their estates unto her. My lady, they have all been touched and found base metal, for they have all denied her. How? Have they denied her? Has Ventidius and Lucullus denied her? And does she send to me? Three? It shows but little love or judgment in her. Must I be her last refuge? Her friends, like physicians, thrive. Give her over. Must I take the cure upon me? Has much disgraced me in it. I'm angry at her. 
that might have known my place. I see no sense for it, but her occasion might have wooed me first. For in my conscience, I was the first woman that e'er received gift from her. And does she think so backwardly of me now that I'll requite it last? No. So it may prove an argument of laughter to the rest, and amongst lords I be thought a fool. I'd rather than the worth of thrice the sum had sent to me first, but for my mind's sake, I'd such a courage to do her good. But now return, and with their faint reply, this answer join. Who bates mine honor shall not know my coin. How fairly this lady strives to appear foul. This was my lady's best hope. Now all are fled, save only the gods. Now her friends are dead. Doors that were ne'er acquainted with their wards, many a bounteous year must be employed. Now to guard sure their mistress. And this is all a liberal course allows. Who cannot keep her wealth must keep her house. Timon of Athens was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Amber Kendrick as Timon, Mary Hall as Flavia, Stephen J. Davis as Flaminius, Stephanie Hull as Sevilia, Andrew Faber as Lucullus, Sarah Jane Wellington as Sempronia, Hannah Rogers as Lucia, Christine Garvey as the first senator, Robert Aldington as Caphis, Erica Sanderson as Varro, and Gareth Johnson as Titus. Title music was by Etienne Roussel, additional music by Epidemic Sound, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound. <laughs>